Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Hey, contractors, welcome back to Beyond the Tools. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs. And I realized with all these incredible guests that we've had over the past few weeks, it's been a hot minute since I've come on here to chat with you guys personally. And, you know, at, at this stage in the company, I'm doing all of our sales, and that's 100% our focus. I'm not really doing much client work these days. I leave that to my team. But working on getting things streamlined so that I can bring on a salesperson. For now, I'm really enjoying that process. I get to talk to, you know, five or 10 contractors a week and, you know, have these really in-depth conversations about where their business is, where they want to go, what's holding them back from getting there. And all too often, I'm seeing the same common pitfalls when it comes to contracting companies. So that's really what inspired today's episode. I wanted to dive in, share with you what I'm hearing, because first of all, I want you to know you're not alone. If you are having some of these struggles, it's something that we are seeing across the board with a lot of different companies. And I also wanted to share some tips to help you work smarter, not harder, so that you can really make that difference and be like those successful growing companies that you are aspiring to be. And I know a lot of you listening are well on your way. Some of you are already really doing fantastic. So if you're at a further stage in your business, like a lot of our clients, then you may listen to this and say, okay, I remember when I was there. But I think some of these things may even apply to where you are in your business, or at the very least, may be a helpful reminder of what's gotten you to the point that you are today. So for anybody listening, whether you are fairly new in the business, whether you're at that growth stage and starting to build out your team, or you're a fairly successful home service or contracting company, I hope that anything that I share here today will really help you to continue that growth and success that you're experiencing. So the first common pitfall that I see, the first out of five, is trying to do too much yourself. And believe me, this is a struggle for every business owner, for every small team. You're used to being a bit scrappy and having to wear different hats. And that's totally okay at certain stages in the business. But if you're serious about growth and you want to get to that next level in your business, then you're going to need to bring in your team, whether that's hiring in-house employees or seeking out the right experts to help you. So let me give you an example. The other day I was speaking with a contractor who, you know, was saying they're a pretty small, nimble team. They're trying to grow. 
Right now, he's doing all the sales in his business and all the lead follow-up. So when I, you know, express that, hey, that's like, that's a lot of work, totally get it. You know, one of the things that we do as part of our HVAC lead driver system is that we provide an appointment setting team. So they will call all your leads on your behalf to be able to sift through those people and make sure that you can focus on the ones that are most beneficial to you, the ones that are serious about getting your services. So when I said that, he said, wow, that sounds really great, but I think I'd rather just call the leads myself. I want to make sure that I'm having those conversations and learning about what they want. So again, in certain stages of your business, that's totally fine. But if you're looking to pour gasoline on the fire and you want to bring in all these leads to your company, that's a lot of work to be able to call all those people yourself you're going to have a lot of people not answering. You're going to have to call them multiple times throughout the week. And is that something that you really want to take on? Or are your efforts better focused elsewhere? So this is a very common challenge. And I know for myself that there were Well, let me tell you about one thing that I've given up recently in my business that was really, really hard for me to do. But what a relief. (laughs) So I do a lot of social media training. I'll actually work one-on-one or with a group of small business owners to help them to learn how to use social media more effectively for their business. And, you know, most of the time that was looking like at least an hour and a half, oftentimes two, three hours, sometimes a full day of my week. And at this stage in the company, I'm really focused on bringing in new clients. We want to work with 50 contractors in the next three years. Like that's the goal. We're trying to get to 50 growing contractors across Canada and the US. So me doing those social media sessions isn't getting me any closer to my vision of where I want the company to go. So when I hired Steph, our social media specialist, who is absolutely killer, she's got an amazing background in marketing and social media, plus like graphic design and photography and video and a bunch of stuff that honestly I suck at. So when I brought her on as and, you know, and working with I've got my own mentors, I've got masterminds that I'm in as well to try to advance the company. And one of the things they said was, you know, okay, this training session you're doing on Monday, that's got to be your last one. I was like, whew, like I've done this for eight years now. This has been, you know, a key part of my role and my identity within the company. And it's been, you know, this personal branding and stuff too. My face is out there everywhere. You know, I had a lot of attachment to that, not only because I enjoyed the work, but because I felt like that's what attracted more customers to us. So that was a big thing for me to let go, but I saw that what got me here won't get me there. So what I had to do was to let the social media training go. Now, the great thing, I had a very capable employee who honestly, I think she's gonna do a better job than me. (laughs) So I'm so excited to see her growth. I had everything recorded. I had all the processes in place. There was no reason that this was something that I couldn't hand off. So if you're in that place in your business where 
you've got your plan, you have your goal of where you want to go. And some of the things that you're doing right now are not going to help you get there or someone else in your team or an agency or marketer that you're working with can do that piece. Then this is my verbal nudge for you to let that thing go. And this brings me to the second common pitfall that I see, and that is not having streamlined processes. So one of the reasons I was able to fully let this part of my work go was that we had everything in place. I had a detailed process of how I prepare for a training session, how I communicate with the client, down to some of the emails that I send, the contract, the slide decks, the whole works, everything mapped out, plus recordings of how I did each of those steps. So if you're planning on letting some things go in your business, now is the time to start documenting those things. So I use a Chrome plugin called Loom, which allows me to record my screen as I'm doing things. So if that's the case for you, if it's, you know, more office stuff or backend stuff that you're doing, record those processes. If you're trying to bring on a salesperson, record your sales calls. Whatever it is that you were doing, even if it's in the field, and I mean, you guys have seen this, especially this is probably one of the first things you hand off, right? It's all within, even in the title of the show, it's going beyond the tools, right? <laughs> So, you know, if you're working in the field, you've got an apprentice or, you know, a new employee that you're training up, then giving them checklists or giving them, you know, a step-by-step on how to do things. Anything that you can document, and yes, you can show someone, but if you have that documented, then that's going to last forever. It's also something that they can reference anytime, or if you get that you know, next technician in the door, then they've got that same checklist. It'll assure some quality across the board as well. So really trying to streamline your processes and document everything. And while I'm on that topic, I also see that not a lot of companies, or not a ton anyway, most have something in place, but there are still plenty of companies that are operating by spreadsheets. So try to build in some software into your business as well, because that'll make a huge difference. So even on the lead follow-up front with all of our clients, we give them a CRM so that they can track all their leads. They can record their sales calls in there with a unique number. So every client communication, every customer communication is recorded in there. And then we've got automation so that when a lead comes in, they get a text message, they get an email confirmation. There's even, you know, online booking if they want to book in their own appointments. So again, you're trying to shed some of these things that are manual and really streamline all of your processes. The third common pitfall that I see is failing the sniff test. So I talk about this a little bit in episode 13, the rusty van effect, if you want to listen to that as well. But yesterday, just yesterday, I was on a call with a construction company, and they specialized in home additions. And when I looked at their website, it was gorgeous. Like, truly, I was like, wow, you know, great pictures. They had customer video testimonials. 
They had a nice logo. Everything looked really sleek. I was really, really impressed. And then when I looked at their Facebook and Instagram accounts, it was kind of an outdated logo, didn't fit properly, like it was cut off. Everything looked like a flyer, you know, they were posting things that had, you know, special promotions, $2,000 off and things like that. So it was a total mismatch. And there were no reviews on Facebook or on Google. So if I were a consumer, and I'm planning on doing a, in addition to my home, and I go to your website, and I'm like, wow. And then I check you out on social media. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you don't want to have that reaction, right? You want to have a consistent presence across the board that is attractive and sets the expectation for what I should expect for the quality of your work. So if I see that website, I'm, I'm going to be in, right? Because that thing looks beautiful. If their website is that good, then their quality of their work must be to the same standard. But now if I'm looking at Facebook and Instagram and you've got coupons and shitty graphics and your logo's cut off and outdated, then I'm going to have a totally different impression. And now I'm going to be a little bit concerned and maybe I'm going to look for a competitor instead. So you really want to make sure that everything across the board is consistent, professional, and gives off the vibe of what it's like to work for your company. So Megan Bedford talked about this in the last episode, you know, go through your online presence, even, you know, call your company, go through your own email sequences as if you are a customer and, you know, do you keep the scent across the board? Is everything the same? Do you provide that same impression no matter how a customer comes to you? The fourth common pitfall that I see with companies that are struggling to get to the next level of growth is not nurturing potential and current customers. So what I mean by nurturing is basically having some automatic checkpoints within your marketing and sales funnel to be able to continue to build that relationship with the customer. So again, let's say, for example, when a lead comes in, you want to make sure that they get an email right away, at the very least, an email right away to say that their inquiry has been received. Because especially in the trades, you know, you guys get a bad rap because a lot of people feel or they've been stood up by contractors or, you know, they haven't been able to get a hold of someone. So if right away, if somebody reaches out and that's acknowledged already, that's like checkpoint, right? So not nurturing current and potential customers. So when that lead comes in, you know, you want them to get an email right away, a text right away. Ideally, you have some sequences built out. So what I mean by that is, you know, over a period of a week or two, they are getting different emails, different text messages from the company. And they shouldn't all be, you know, buy right now, work with us right now. Though some of that direct messaging is, of course, okay. But you want to sprinkle in there some customer education, you want to tell them about the projects you're most proud of, you want to share some customer testimonials and reviews, so that you are continuing to build trust with that customer. 
So those are your leads. That's just one simple way that you can nurture them. You know, there's also retargeting ads. So if someone becomes a lead or they've come to your website, you know, like when you're on Amazon and you're looking at, uh, I don't know, a book or something, and then you see an ad for that later when you go to Facebook or Google or whatever. So that's remarketing, also called retargeting. So you want to make sure that once somebody comes into your world somehow online, now they're starting to see you everywhere. So we call that the be everywhere effect. So something like that can really help again to nurture that customer. They are now, you know, they're getting emails, they're getting texts, someone on your team is calling them or an appointment center is calling them. And they're seeing your ads on Facebook and Instagram and wherever else you are online. Now this really paints a picture of you as a professional proactive company that really knows their shit, right? You really got your stuff together. That's the kind of impression you want to create. And then when it comes to your existing customers, especially if you're HVAC or, you know, some other company where you have repeat business, maybe, and we work with a lot of HVAC companies. So I know a lot of times you have like an annual maintenance agreement that someone can sign up for. So you don't want to neglect your current customers either. If somebody had a new install, you want to make sure that you're checking in you know, when you're getting close to that year point, you can have that automated that they get an email and say, hey, do you need like your annual tune up? Here's what we do. By the way, did you know that you can sign up so that all your maintenance is, you know, covered or whatever the specifics of your package are? So if you've got that as part of your process, then you're going to be passively bringing in new revenue whenever somebody gets to that point, right? So remember to nurture your potential customers, your leads that are coming in, as well as your current customers. So to give you another example, one of our home builder clients, we had a bunch of leads where we asked them what their budget were. And there were some that weren't a good fit at that time because of their minimum price for a home was, you know, let's say 300,000. Okay. So when they went to release a new offering where they were doing townhouses that were at a much lower price point, now we went back, generated a list of all the leads that were within the lower budget range that they couldn't serve before. And now we've gone back and reached out to those people with this new offering. So there are always opportunities to re-engage leads that weren't a good fit at the time that you attracted them, but maybe they're a good fit now. And then the last pitfall that I see home service and contracting companies make is not diversifying their lead sources. And this applies no matter what stage you're at in business. So when you're in the early days of your business, you're probably relying a lot on referrals. And to be honest, I I speak to companies every day who have been in the business 20, 30 years and referrals is their primary source of leads. But you know, as Bob Deke said in one of our podcast interviews, relying on referrals is extremely 
risky because you can't predict them. You don't know when that referral is going to come. Obviously, you want your customers to generate positive word of mouth for you and to send their friends and family over to you. So absolutely, that is something that you can encourage. However, if you're at a point that you are trying to grow your business to that next step, you don't want to rely exclusively on referrals because you're going to see huge ebbs and flows in terms of your business. You want to have sustainable growth, growth that you can count on, leads that are coming in when you need them. So if that's the case for you, you really want to move away from relying on referrals and start to do some online marketing, whether that's through Google or social media or any other online source, you want to make sure that whenever you need customers, you can turn on that faucet. And that's a lot of what we do at Reflective, my agency. We are, you know, using social media as a way to proactively attract potential customers so that in this business, whenever you need leads, which is pretty well all the time, you're able to bring those leads in consistently. And recently, a lot of calls that I've had with, you know, more experienced companies have been that they are getting leads from Google or from, you know, paid Google ads or SEO, which is fantastic because they've already moved well beyond relying on referrals. They've got an online lead source that is working for their business. But what happens if you're not getting the volume that you need from that lead source or Costs are creeping up. I hear this all the time, you know, my Google cost per lead has really gotten out of control. Or, you know, the traffic seems to dip certain times of the year. I can't control it. I'm not bringing in enough leads. So if that's the case, you want to make sure that you have other sources of leads. And that's one of the big reasons why a lot of companies hire us to do their social media advertising, because you're not dependent on people searching for you. You can get out there in front of them proactively before they even have a chance to think about going to a competitor. So those are the top five common pitfalls that I see contracting companies experiencing when they're trying to get to that next level of growth in their business. So number one, as a recap, is trying to do too much yourself or too much within your small team. Number two is not having streamlined processes, which not only allows you to be able to delegate, but also make sure that you have the quality in everything it is that you're doing. Three is failing the sniff test. So not giving a consumer consistent impression across all of your marketing and sales process. Four is not nurturing current or potential customers. And five is not diversifying your lead sources. So I'd love to hear from anybody listening. Feel free to send us a message on Instagram at Reflective Marketing. You'll see me on there, (laughs) and all of our Beyond the Tools episodes, send me a message and let me know which one of these really resonated with you. What's something that you're struggling with in your business right now? And is there something that is going on with your business that I haven't covered here? I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at Reflective Marketing. We're also on Facebook, TikTok, 
whatever channel you prefer we're on there. Thanks so much for listening. And if this resonated with you, please share Beyond the Tools with your contractor friends. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who is ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Crystal Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.